Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Aussie Techheads Clickety Clicks, episode 466. How you doing? It is the 3rd of December, 2015. Not long to go before the big uh, jolly man comes down your, your chimneys and, uh, and gives us all presents. And just speaking of that, this reminded me of a funny little news story I heard through the week. Well, actually, probably not too funny because I think the man died, but it was a uh, burglar coming down the chimney. So the guy in the house set fire, started the fire, and went pushkar. Gone. There yeah. he goes. There he goes. Yeah. That's what happens when you um, break it into people's houses. You've got to go through the front door or the back door. All right. right. Good stuff. Always go, always go the back door. If you can, yes. I've got a story about the back door coming up. Uh, so stay tuned. Thanks to ATHWebHosting.com.au, uh, where you'll find some great shared web hosting plans and prices and services. The world's most famous cPanel, uh, instant activation, and you can register your domain name while you're there as well. And also have a listen out for the Aussie Max Zone. Michael's back this week, and it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. It's uh, on iTunes and the also at AussieMaxZone.com.au, and also uh, Aussie Tech Radio. I'll mention that a bit long, bit later on in the show as well. All right, let's see who's joined us this week. We've got Shane in the the very what color is that behind you? That's like a green. A green. Yeah. What is that color of your wall? I'd go like a light beige, but anyway. Oh, okay. Well, I'm colorblind, so there you go. Looks green. <laughs> I thought you might have been. That's a good. That's a good uh, nice flat wall for a green screen. It is chrome, chrome the key. Lack of green color. Um, you could you could key that in though, surely. That's nice and uh, that's nice and flat and full. Yeah, no, I, I tried, but um, it's too close to skin colour. Oh, skin right. Color. Yeah, fair enough. All right, how are you going? Good? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. Uh, bad. Job front news? Uh, Amazon didn't want me. Mm. Oh, that's right. Well, you, you've named them now because uh, I don't think you've ever, you haven't let us know who you were going for yet. Oh, no, I'm so. quite happy to name and shame now. Yeah. Did they <laughs> right. give you a reason? Uh, only that um, my skill set wasn't suitable. During the first interview, the, it did become apparent that the job that they kind of earmarked me for, I didn't have the skill set for that. But the guy said, it's not a problem. You've got the skill set for this other team that we're also, also looking for people for. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, all is not lost. And I then contacted them a few days ago, and they wrote back to me saying, "No, you had the wrong skill set for the for what we were looking for." And then the other job, this the synergy job, um, I haven't heard back from them. It's been two weeks tomorrow. I I've emailed the, the HR contact they had. I've rung the HR contact. I then looked at the HR contact's email and gone, "Okay, well, it's that that's the format." So I knew who I was being interviewed by. So I emailed her this afternoon saying what's going on and still haven't heard. So you were you were flush with job offers and now there's nothing. Nada. Bubkus. Yeah, well, I told you this could be one of the outcomes. <laughs> yes. And uh, Eric, how are you going? Hello. I'm going all right. Very good. And still enjoying your Surface Pro 4. Making notes as we speak. Oh, how good is that? So you've used it in business applications? Your business, yes. Yes, and you like it? Yes. Suits the need? Does very indeed. good, excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that a Microsoft product has uh, satisfied you. It's very good for a change. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> uh, where are we up to this week? We've got a. I've got a few stories this week. Uh, we might kick off. I think at the first one. What is the first one? I think it is a Microsoft story. It's uh, all about a group of Microsoft employees from the Fifth Avenue retail store in the New York City 
are seen marching down near the towards the nearby Apple store. Now they were singing Christmas carols. Let me look. I'll look for those on the video, uh, on the uh, YouTube. I might have if I can. I might have a little video. But we'll turn this uh, noise down while we speak. Yeah. So uh, and I let's see if I can can I give that a bit of better. Uh, no. All right. So yeah. So that's what they've been doing. So the group of so with with Apple's blessing, of course. Okay. So this was all filmed. This has all been filmed for a ad, which is going to air in the US. I'm not sure about anywhere else, but in the US, uh, starting this week. So anyway, so the Microsoft Fifth Avenue retail store in New York City are seen marching to the nearby Apple store. They meet up with the local children's choir and begin singing "Let There Be Peace on Earth" on the sidewalk outside. Uh, in the commercial, alerted by the clutter. Apple employees came rushing outside to see what the matter was, what was going on. Uh, the everyone smiles and hugs and a glow of mutual admiration and respect. Who would have thought? God, no punch-ups. No punch. Steve Ballmer wasn't there, no. That's oh, right, right. okay. Didn't but, throw any phones down on the floor and start squirting. <laughs> squirting? No, I hope not. Oh, I didn't know he was famous for squirting, to tell you the truth. Oh, the old Microsoft squirt, remember? <laughs> no. Remember that thing with the... With the, with the yeah, you remember, dude. It was he. He had this thing that yeah. you know you could you know with a new Windows phone you could you know pass your information off to one another via oh. Bluetooth. You know we call it a squirt. <laughs> squirt. Yeah. So, so, so you, you touch phones well. and it's a squirt. Right. Right. What oh, the hell? very good. Very which, nice. Which which strip club did he go to think that one up? I don't know. But anyway, he was. Uh, it, He's a complete tool. Yeah. So you know, he was. It was. This is probably look look a step in a in a direction that we we see that the such and the Dell is probably you know they're releasing apps the Microsoft Office all over the iPads and into the iOS world and what are the the two companies seem to be coming together a uh, long way away from where Steve Ballmer was uh, had everything when he was uh, when he when he told anyone who worked for Microsoft that they weren't allowed to have an Apple iPhone back when the iPhones <laughs> came out and were all you know the the good stuff. Uh, anyway, so insiders believe that the deeper relationship between the two vendors could help them both in their battle against Google. It's always good to so, have a common enemy, isn't it? So Microsoft have done all this stuff about putting apps o- over to the um, Apple world and all that kind of stuff, and all Apple's done is allow Eric to get a Surface. Yes, right. yes. Well, I've heard that the iPad Pro's doing a bit of freezing. Yes. And stuff. And look, my, yeah. I- my iPhone... Uh, the, the best thing is, after charging, it doesn't start. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's well, the best one. Remember, like we said last week, at least your your battery will never die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but even my iPhone six is a bit that freezes a bit. Actually, you know oh, what? I've got two iPhone sixes, right? But one of them is a bit laggy, and the other one's fine. I don't understand. They're both running the same operating system, the most up to date one. Hmm. And one, fr- you know, you press something, and you think, okay, well, that's taking a lot longer to. Um, to load it's, up, yes. and then I press the same thing on the other one, and it's just, just there. bang, straight up. I don't understand it. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on mine. I might even take it into the Apple Store because, you know, I'd hate for me two years to come up and yes. then, you know, and it, it dies altogether. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. But but speaking of which, um, you wouldn't. I wouldn't say I had a win, but, well, I suppose I did in a little way. But, you know, Eric, I spoke to Eric earlier today. I was trying to do something with my cable modem, trying to put in the bridge mode to, uh, you know, one, I've got this other little Netgear router that I want to uh, want to test out, and uh, the Telstra Netgear mode wouldn't go in the bridge mode. So uh, this was a Telstra, 
what are they, Gateway Max it was. So it was brand new. It's, you know, I've only had it for a couple of months. But anyway, I went through all the rigmarole, India, Australia, India, billing, support, b- billing. And uh, in the end, I just said, look, uh, I can't get into the, the modem after I switch it in the bridge mode. And they go, and he said, oh, look, that's a bit of a problem with those ones. We'll send you a new one. So, you know, and because I have been having uh, anomalies, you know, and not just say like with, but even probably flows over into the podcast on a Thursday night when we record because sometimes we do have a lot of issues with bandwidth. That's true. I remember a few weeks ago that you had speeds of about 10. Yes, yes, I know. And and every now and then when I'm browsing the internet, when I'm just doing nothing too much, like I'll go to a site and I'll get this uh, DNS probe, no internet. It'll it'll just come up onto the screen. Oh. It'll, yeah, it'll stay there. And this is in Chrome. And then I look up at the tab and I can see the circle still going and then the page will come up. So That's the router. What yeah, DNS so, are you using on your router? Well, the, I was using Telstra. Your, yeah, get rid of it. Use Google. Yeah, it, it's, I had tried that because I, I, this uh, ages ago I had this problem for a long time. So I, ages ago I did try both DNSs and I wasn't having any success. But I think maybe after you know speaking to you how it should behave because you've you you have uh, bridged your modem. So yep. speaking to you and now that I understand how it should behave, and it wasn't. Well, behaving, I bridged my modem and I changed the DNS on the router, not not the modem. Yes. Yeah. Just on the router to to Google's router. Yes. Yeah, so look, I think if anyone else out there, any of you guys have got a Telstra Gateway Max, I don't know, for the hell of it, why not put in the bridge mode and then see if you can access the router? And if you can't, something wrong with it, get a new one while you can, you know? Uh, But yeah, so it's pretty bad, eh? It's pretty bad. It's terrible. Look, it's Netgear, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're rubbish. Yeah. They're absolute rubbish. And Telstra got rid of the Motorola. Was it Motorola? Who were they with? Cisco. Cisco. Oh, God, best routers in the world. Oh, we won't use those. No, no, they wanted to go with the Netgear. But the, my my sort of uh, beef, you know, if it had a dragged on when I was talking to them, my beef was, well, because I knew they wouldn't give me support. I knew this, you know, bridging modems and everything was probably too much for the little, the Indians out there. And uh, so, I, look, I was ready to go down the track of, well, you know, well, it's your modem. You don't supply any documentation on how to use it. So no. therefore, I can't go to the street and buy another one to test it. So it's your, you know, you've got to come to the party. You've got to either tell me uh, how, how to, to do this. Or give me a new one. That's exactly. right. And, but look, I had no problem straight away. They just said, oh, yeah, I just explained that I, what I was doing. And, you know, I said, look, I'm sitting right here next to the modem. I'm plugged straight into it. Nothing else is into it. Blah, blah, blah. I did all the right things. And but, you couldn't get into it? Not, not after I twitched it in the bridge mode. And then I reset it because it was a waste of two hours that I'm never going to get back again. So yeah. I, I reset it at, to configure it back to work. So I could, you know, obviously get my network back up and running in the internet. So I reset it, like factory reset it. That's the only way you did it. And so it came back up, no internet. So huh. I, had to re, I had to factory reset it again. And th- th- I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of months ago uh, when I first got it, I rang up because I couldn't get the 2.4 gig wireless and the 5 gig wireless That's working right. at the same yeah. time. And I rang Telstra to go, oh, they're not supposed to work at the same time. Rubbish. Yeah. What's the point of having them? Fools. Yeah, that's right. Well, so you can use one or the other, they reckon. That's rubbish. Did <laughs> you speak there, there, Wazza? Was it Wazza from, or was it Carl from Calcutta? Yeah, that was my old mate, Bluey. Bluey Blue, from Blue, Bombay. <laughs> from Bombay, that's him. That's the one. With, with, a, with a Canadian, American, English, Dutch accent. 
Throw the Dutch in there. <laughs> yes. Pass the Dutchie. All right. Pass the Dutchie. <laughs> okay. Um, Shane, have you got uh, something for us to, to gnaw on? I do. Um, I was actually, and I still might go with the Apple story that I've got since we kind of were talking about that a little second ago. Hmm. A reliable Apple-obsessed Japanese site, Mako Takara, claims insider sources confirm Apple will be teaching the 3.5mm port to say to shave off 1mm of the iPhone. Instead, the iPhone will rely on Bluetooth headsets and no. a new audio-enabled lightning port, which no. some headphone makers like Philips are already making. The iPhone 7 is also the year the phone will see significant physical change in comparison to the S years. You don't well, agree, Eric? Mm, I'm not... I don't... Look, it's probably true. I'm not saying I disagree with what you're saying. I think it probably is true. wouldn't surprise no. me if it's true. I didn't write, but, I didn't write the article. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I don't like the idea of it. Look, I was listening... It's, 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 it's this race to the bottom. It's like, oh, we've got to get thinner and thinner and thinner. Here's an idea. Why don't you just have a bit of paper? Yeah. How's that? And yeah. then that way we can just fold it up and put it in our wallet, and when it rings, I just get my wallet out. And yeah. fucking, hang, well, on. <laughs> hang on, my phone's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, I know. Apple have, run, Apple have run out of ideas. Since Steve Jobs is gone, they've got no ideas. You know, what are we going to do next year? Oh, well, let's just make it thinner. Great idea. You get a pay rise. It is a bit crazy because where's mine? Look, I reckon my, I, I love my phone now that I've got this life-proof case. It makes it thicker. I, I think yeah, it gives it something to group. Yes, I, I, I like it. I like How much thinner can you get? Yeah, that's, that's thin enough. Look at it. That's with the cover on it. It gets any thicker um, than that. I just have to fart on it and it'll break. <laughs> didn't they already have problems with this one or the one before? They had Bengate or something? That's right. Yeah, it was this one. Too much break. The iPhone 6, not the 6S. Yeah. they've. Re- yeah. But look, I was listening to the Aussie Mac Zone this week, uh, which you get on the iTunes, and Garth and Michael were discussing this particular story as well. And uh, Garth, although this is a rumour, Garth doesn't seem to think that this will come to fruition. He said, well, it's obviously going to upset a lot of people, isn't it? Everyone that's got the headphones... You know, I can't, you get, Bluetooth is unreliable as a, as an audio. Look, look, okay, maybe not so true. I've got Bluetooth streaming in my car, and it works very, very well. Yes. Right. Yep. But are they going to have the same quality of Bluetooth in their device and their headphones like my car has? I doubt it. Hmm. Right. Um, in the car, so you can put in a big unit in the car. Yeah. I don't know how big your unit is. You're going to have to have. Oh, yeah, it's all Bluetooth now, but it's. Fucking huge. Oh, calm down. <laughs> it's two. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> what have you been drinking today, Eric? Nothing. I'm just He's wild. I'm just sick He's... of I'm just sick of Apple not having any ideas. I love their products, but they're just wearing a little bit thin on me. He's riled. He's riled up this week. <laughs> that's um well that's right. You need to you need to go and buy a Zoom. You'll be <laughs> Then you'll I'll be buy a Zoom and get a brown Zoom and start squirting. <laughs> At least they're not getting rid of the headphone jack. But look, I don't know. I don't know if this will this will work. Look, that's look. At the end of the day, it probably is not a bad idea. But maybe they should phase it in. You know, so there's well, they've got Bluetooth maybe they now should anyway. Do a bit more R and D on it. Yeah, maybe stop selling. Maybe reduce the price of their headphones or something. For, oh, look, that's the other thing too. It'll be oh, it comes down with Bluetooth headset sold separately, a million dollars. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. But yeah, look. Anyway, but um, look, the guys at over there, Maxone, they don't seem to think that it's going to happen. 
uh, well, Garth doesn't in, in particular. All right. So well, here's another question. Mm. If they might think it's not going to happen, but do they agree? Would, would they like it to happen? That's the, that's the question. Uh, no point commenting on whether or not you think it's going to happen or not. Let's well, take a survey of actual people if they would like it to happen. That's the more important question. Look, I don't, look, I don't think anyone would say they'd like it to happen. Like, why would you? Like, uh, audio what? files won't like it to happen. They like a direct connection. Yeah, and I mean, like, what what does it matter to the end consumer if there's a earphone plug there anyway or not? Does it matter? Well, no, it doesn't matter to us, but it matters to them because they want to make it thinner. And the only way to make it thinner is to not have an earphone jack. Well, I suppose that's the they problem. Could. Mm. But look, I don't know. I think look, people are going to Bluetooth. Look, personally, I suppose I wouldn't. I wouldn't probably care too much. Uh, I I can't get I don't like the the length of the earphone cord anyway. I find I put you know you put it in your pocket the phone in your pocket and then the cord's really tight. You know as long as it's not those what those, those you know the ones that the you know everyone that drives an Audi has right yeah. in their ear the Bluetooth headset you know <laughs> oh you know what I mean you know yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about yeah right. Yeah. Well, it better not be one of those. No, well, I, I suppose if you it's could, got you... a little if it's just a little dangle thing like this yeah right or a mu- a musician's one where you put it. Behind your ears, right? Oh, like yes. this. Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. But if it's those one of those salesman type ones, and they talk really loud, yeah, g'day, mate. Yeah, I'll do that deal for you. Yeah, I signed the papers. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. No. So I look. It's um. I don't know. Like Bluetooth is good. I, look. Yeah. Look. I, I I couldn't care less. I just don't think they should still get rid of it anyway. But yeah, I don't think it should be thinner. But um, I think it's a bit of um. We don't really care, do we? I, well, I care. I don't want it. Yeah. Well, fair enough. It's another piece you're going to lose. You know, a little headset thing. Oh, where's my headset? Where's my headset? Mm. Yeah. Look, I don't think they will. I think that the world's reliant on on the bloody what they should have headsets. on it if they're going to have separate headsets, like little headsets that you could lose quite easily. Have a little chip in there so that you can put Find My iPhone on it. Yes. So if it disappears, you can just log into your phone and it'll start beeping and you can find yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Or you could or you could make them. No, oh, he wouldn't make them magnetic, so they'd stuck to the phone, like that. Well, that like the pen here. Yeah, like your pen there. Yeah, does that, that, that could work? Does the iPad pen stick to the phone? No, no. Is that just so you can lose it? You have to buy another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's get off. Uh, let's get off that. I don't know. If, did I have any Apple stories? While we're there, we might as well get rid of them. I don't know if I did. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, we'll go with this one. Apple buys the virtual reality startup FaceShift. Now, what look, did you say? Face what? Shift. Oh, shift. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says that. Now, I've got another video for those on the video. Well, I'll just I'll play this so uh, you guys can see, you know, get a bit of entertainment out of what I'm talking about. Now, what the face shift is, this is quite interesting. Oh, no, it's not because there we go. Now, what the face shift is, and this is what Apple have bought, it, they're a Zurich-based firm and they analyze human facial expressions in real time and apply them to animated avatars and other figures in the virtual reality space. So in 2010, it acquired facial recognition startup Polar Rose, and in 2013, it bought 3D sensor company PrimeSense. So it looks like that they're, uh, they're gunning into this space. This might yeah, be what... what... For what purpose? I know um, they own Pixar. Actually, they don't own Pixar. Steve Jobs owned Pixar, and he sold that to Disney. So mm. I can understand them 
Pixar grabbing hold of something. What, what would Apple want to do with this? Look, maybe. Oh, look, you know they've got their Apple TV. Their little. They, they might be thinking that's their little entry into the games arena. Well, all right. Um, yeah, well, that makes sense. If they if they open it up to developers to make their own characters with it, that makes sense. Mm. But or, it, or they're going to start their own games division within Apple, like Microsoft has done, and this is all part of that. Mm. So that would that would that would work. Yes. Uh, look, I just want to just explain to people on the audio because they can't see that the the vision here, which explains it like you know instantly is that so you're sitting in front of a camera and your facial expressions and movements of your face and your head are actually making your character on screen do the same movements and facial expressions it's quite good i think it's great it looks oh i've seen amazing. that yeah my son's played with that yeah right yeah it's amazing isn't it it's great could you imagine playing a game uh, and then the, the say I don't know whatever game you play a, a shoot 'em up game you're getting shot or something and then you're actually going, oh like this in real life and your character's doing that or you might point and laugh and your character points and laughs that's that's pretty cool. I think it's going to be something to do with um, messaging because how it gets if it's how if, I don't know if it's the same thing or something similar it's used in messaging and how kind of people talk to other people within either other software packages or whether it's dedicated yeah, messaging good. it's. You know, it allows people to do face-to-face stuff, but obviously they've got this character thing over their over their face. It's like a um, augmented reality thing, which yeah. is another thing that they could be using the technology for. Well, if you, if you are on the audio, fair dinkum, go and have a look at Face Shift, and there's a video. Uh, uh, it's by if you go YouTube. Oh, I don't know what the address is, but the the what do you call it? But the the name. Just type the, in face shift on the yeah on the, the YouTube. The username I'm looking at here is be your avatar, and there's there's a couple of there's videos of uh, what's going on. It's quite I reckon it's amazing. I think it's great. Love it, love it. Good stuff. All right, uh, Shano. Yes. What else are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about. Um, trying to be blamed for something else again. Uh, seems to be the, the kind of last couple of weeks we've been bashing them up for one reason or another. So well, probably for good reason. So by your tone, are you saying that you believe that it's not them? Uh, I, I don't know enough about the situation to give an opinion one way or the other, but um, yeah, just with the submarine thing that we spoke about last time and mm. now with this, and mm. I just think they're getting a more deal. Chinese, oh. Chinese are our friends. <laughs> well, they are our friends, but they, but even friends go around hacking, don't they, sometimes? Yeah, true. Anyway, so to get into the story, China is being blamed for a major cyber attack on the computers at the Bureau of Meteorology, which has compromised sensitive systems across the federal government. That's our Bureau of Meteorology. Uh, multiple official sources have confirmed the recent attack and the ABC has been told it will cost millions of dollars to plug the security breach. I can't understand how it could cost that much if it's uh, just, that's a just software bureaucrats thing. being stupid, mm. as usual. Yeah, because it's obviously going to be a software kind of glitch of some sort. Um, as other agencies are also being affected uh, again, but if it's only the one hole, then it's the one hole you've got to patch up. I think what happened, the, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, I just, uh, I'm not sure if you're going to make this clear or not, but I'll make it clear now. That, that they, apparently they've hacked, yeah, the bomb, the Bureau of Meteorology. And you might be thinking, well, who cares about the bomb? You know, what do they want to know where the, when the rice is going to grow or something? But apparently, uh, the bomb is one of the country's largest supercomputers. 
and the attack, which the ABC said uh, occurred in recent days, may have allowed those responsible uh, to access to the Department of Defence through a linked network. And I think that's where it's getting a bit hairy, scary. Oh, because the government networks are all linked. So they've, mm. so they've hit the bomb because that was probably the least secure out of all of them. And they've gone through the, the dark And they've gone through the weakest web. link to get to the strongest link. Maybe, maybe. Sorry, Shane, interrupt. I just want to clarify that. That's right. No worries. Well, I was going to kind of touch on that, and I, I can understand why they would, but at the same time there's other ways other than making the two networks linked to share the information that the Bureau of Meteorology might have that the Defence Department might mm. need. But anyway, the Bureau owns one of Australia's largest supercomputers and provides critical information to a host of agencies um, which is what Glenn just touched on. Its systems straddle the uh, the nation, including links to the Department of Defence, um, which is what you just said. ABC has been told it is a massive breach, and one official said that it was a little doubt where it came from. Uh, in the event of a conflict compromising Australia's ability to accurately forecast weather, which I don't know whether you could say that the Bureau of Meteorology does that. Um, no. Would, no. <laughs> would affect the operation of military and commercial aircraft. We would be better off looking out the window going, oh, yeah, it's not raining at the moment. Mm. Look, it's the thing that it does annoy me with a lot of news uh, reports, and in not in, including this one to a certain degree, is, look, I don't like how it's always unidentified sources. Like, identify yourself. Like, why be unidentified? Is it happened or not? Are you, uh, what are you, scared? Are you going to get stabbed in the night or something? Or even with the um, official, where the official, whoever that person is, said that there's little doubt. Provide some proof. At the moment, you're just throwing allegations around it. That's right. What's the proof? Yeah. Or even if if it's not, like, maybe concrete proof, you could say, well, well, you know, we've, we've checked this, we've done this, blah, blah, blah dot point a few things and say laws of probability would suggest that it's quite likely that it's coming from over there but uh, china's foreign ministry dismissed the accusation saying its government opposed cyber attacks and all parties concerned should strengthen dialogue to solve the problem in the spirit of mutual respect now talk to us (laughs) now groundless (laughs) groundless accusations and speculations are not constructive said hua chaying hmm so China's been accused of using its considerable computing resources to infiltrate or infiltrate online businesses for competitive advantage as well as conducting acts of cyber espionage. And we all know about two or three years ago when Huawei wanted to come out and build a, some telecommunications network or something. They wanted to do something out here, provide the government with uh, modems or something. And uh, the government said, no, we don't want a Huawei doing anything out here at all because uh, of their links to the, yeah, the that's Chinese right. government. However, yep. they're quite happy to have their phones over here. That's why I think that's a double standard in, in that thing. You, you know, I can understand why they're reluctant about the networking equipment and all that kind of stuff, but you, you mm. can't sort of say, we don't trust them with this, but we trust them with that. Well, well that depends. You can, put, you can put probably back doors into the networking equipment a lot easier because they're, they're, they're going to be placing those those routers in government departments so you can get mm. access to that but you know personal phone that you buy or i buy who gives a rat's ass about that yeah and you know uh i think it was on episode two of the aussie tech security which i think another episode's coming out next week as well but on uh roger was saying that you know if you if you need to secure up your place and, and i know this gets hard obviously when you get telstra cable modems but he said you don't 
you, you buy a modem or a router that is made uh, in America, you don't buy one that's made elsewhere because he b- believes that, yes, there are little back doors in these things. Yeah. And, that's uh, right. Well, net, isn't NetGear made in Taiwan? And that was one of them that, that had the big question mark over it, yeah. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know what sort of oversight Telstra has on the Netgear modems that it has made on their behalf. Well, you know, I know they strip the guts out of them, the software guts out of them, and put their mm. own Telstra crapware into them. And that's probably half the reason. Well, it's not the modem's fault, but that one I've got probably works all right, but just doesn't work with the Telstra software in it. Yeah. They probably, like, stripped it and, and, and bastardised it so much. Did you, do, uh, did you do any Google searching on bridge mode, Telstra modem, model number, blah, blah, blah? No. No, I look, probably should have. Oh, I that, that, that forum, Whirlpool forums, would have probably come up with a mm. with either an answer or similar complaints. Well, I think, look, I didn't want to waste my whole day on that on this problem, and so I just wanted to know. Initially, that's when I rang you. I wanted to know what should it do, you know, when it, when it's in bridge mode. Mm. That's why I, I want to know what should it do, and if it didn't do that, I want another one, and that was it. Because like, yeah, I don't. I'm not interested in a fix. I just want it to work. And if the second, and then I, you can, and because I can't swap them in and out, you know, another one in, because I, you can't get them except you get them from Telstra. Well, I think if if I still have the same problem tomorrow, then it might be a trip to Whirlpool. So, um, yeah, see how we go. All right, now, okay, so China, we've done China, naughty, naughty China. Uh, oh, here we go. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook's made a video. Nice little, nice yeah, little. Do we um, want to see it? Do we care? No, we don't care. We're not going to see it. There's a nice little blowing smoke up his own backside. Uh, and his wife made a video on Tuesday. They're going to give away 99% of their Facebook shares, currently worth about 45 US billion, to a charity, the Human Fund, probably. <laughs> to, a, <laughs> to, <laughs> to a charity. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> a letter addressed to their daughter. Their daughter, Max. Every report keeps... I looked at a few reports of, of this story. Daughter Matt... Is this Maxine or, or what? It'd have to be Maxine. It'd and that's, be, yeah. that's a bogan name, Maxine. That's like, where are you? From the Central Coast? <laughs> there goes our listeners from the Central Coast. <laughs> Just all dropped off. Yeah, so China um, went five minutes ago. <laughs> that's right. Now, anyway, so anyway, Max, their daughter, who was born last week. Uh, so on the Facebook page... Zuckerberg posted a photo and a video of himself and his wife, Priscilla. Hey, hey. We need a desert. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and, their do- and their new daughter, along with a post entitled, A Letter to Our Daughter. Oh, it's a big... Oh, God, you know, this is cheesy. Come yeah, on. Isn't it? What? It's a 2000... It's a 2000... you got $45 billion. It doesn't allow you to be cheesy. It's a 2,220-word letter. Zuckerberg oh. <laughs> and Chan touch on issues including health, education, internet access, and learning before announcing the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which aims to oh, advance... Oh, really? That's, so, so when she reads a letter, you better hope she doesn't fall asleep before she finishes it. <laughs> Just before she finishes reading Dear Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. Yeah. <laughs> which aims to advance human potential and promote equality. Give me a break. So he's doing all the PC cliches, right? All yeah. the politically correct cliches. Oh, I've got to throw that in there. Throw a bit of transgender acceptance in there. Throw a bit of gay marriage in there. Mm. Throw a bit of equality in there. That'll make it look like I'm just the nicest bloke in the world. Go away. You stole Facebook from four other people. Give me a break. 
And what about the... He didn't touch on privacy, though. No, of course no. not. <laughs> he left that one out. Oh, but he wants privacy with the new baby. Yeah, for himself. Oh, that's why yeah. he puts everything on Facebook with a video, because he wants privacy. Mm. He's not got all these, uh, these, uh, these uh, fame-hungry, pseudo-degrade celebrities. I just want my privacy, but... Oh, are there cameras out there yet? Oh, I'll come out now. Yeah, that's right. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> I love bingo, you reckon? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Go to an opening of an envelope. <laughs> that's right. Oh, oh, did you hear? Um, oh, there's a. Oh no, that's getting off track. I won't go down there. It's off no, track. Go, so, there, go there. Go there. No, I was just. Oh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> we just off before, track. No, well, before we move off the Facebook thing, yeah. and you can do your thing. Um, this. This this ninety nine percent is not going to hand it over or get rid of it straight away. It's going to be over his life. their lifetime. Yeah, and the basically the charity he's trying that to be Bill Gates. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to be Bill Gates. Yeah, well, the charity they're talking about is his own charity that he's just revved up. So he's not losing mm. the money. He's just basically giving it to himself. What it is, a, you, you get a forty five billion dollar tax deduction, so you never have to pay tax again for the rest of your life. But at the meanwhile, you still have control over forty five billion because it's your charity. I know how this works. Hmm. Yeah. So, are you saying that? Okay. So, the charity gets saved. I don't. For argument's sake, say forty-five billion, right? Yeah. Over time, just call yeah. it a billion a year for forty years. Yeah. So then he goes. Okay. I think the charity should invest in virtual reality. So the charity. So, well, no. Look, char- charities have certain very conservative ideals. They have to because it's a charity, hmm. right? So they can't do any speculative crap. So now it'll be the normal invest in this. Maybe you know. You know, they will. They will. That charity will then probably donate money to. You know this sort of research or that sort of research. That's mm. fine, but most of the stuff will be invested in equities, probably. You know that's safe, fairly safe. But he you can't know, equities, bonds, cash, that he, sort of stuff. He can't get the money back, though. No, no, he can't get the money back. So it's but still you can still control the money. But he's th- right? it's for still... example, I want to hire my wife to work for the charity. I'm going to pay her two million dollars a year. Yeah, right. But do you think? But he, if he's going to give ninety nine percent of it away, he's still going to have a truckload. Do you think that that's and like even not paying tax, say because it's written all off? Do you think that, is that still a motivation? Like that, that's just um, greed look, for greed's sake. Do you think? Like, well, I think I think two, mate, there there are two sides, that, and I think those both sides motivate. Hmm. So, you know, the motivation to do something good. Yeah. Um. And the motivation to think, well, I can get something out of this too. What do you think uh, Bill Gates' foundation? He's, I think he's a different story because Bill Gates never made a big hoo-ha no. out of this. No. Right? He just started his foundation and then a few years later everyone goes, oh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, it's got $60 billion in it. Oh, well, bugger me. Yeah. You know? And he made it. And he does, he, you know, when his kids were born, he didn't make a video and write a 2,000-word letter, right? That's a <laughs> wank. Right, the, and he he wanted privacy for his kids. No one even knows what his kids look like. Mm. No, well, yeah, they're all grown right. up. Yeah, that's right. Okay, same with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No one even knows what his kids look like, and they're all grown up, and he's loaded. Yeah, right. He probably doesn't even know what all of them look like either. That's right. We know one of them looks Mexican. Right. <laughs> but, um, see, see, and Donald, so, and then and but Bill Gates is he he left Microsoft specifically to run his foundation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's donated all that money to cure malaria and AIDS and all these other things. Polio. Bits and pieces. Polio, mm. all in Africa and most of it in Africa. Yeah. And so he's actually travels the world constantly with his wife, going to these places, donating money, helping doctors, educating the children, blah, blah, blah. It's all, you know, and that's, that's a real foundation, right? Mm. Now, 
how this one's going to go doesn't bode well when you start publicising, I'm gonna. Mm. As soon as you say, I'm gonna, we're thinking, well, put your money where your mouth is, right? Don't, yeah. do, don't say anything until you've done it. Because I don't like anybody. I hate it when people say, I'm gonna. Yeah, 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 true. Well, I think, he, look, look, good on him anyway for doing it. Well, uh, look, if he does it, good on him. But yeah, let's see. But let's see. Yeah, okay, proof fair enough. in eating. For example, when the, you know when that tsunami hit uh, 10 years, 10 years ago now, probably? Oh, the tsunami hit Bali and Malaysia and a few other yeah. places, right? And yeah. the Boxing Day tsunami, mm. right? Nicole Kidman, which I think is an atrocious actress. <laughs> I thought she was all um, right. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, you watch her. Oh, mate. Wooden. Right? Yeah, okay. Dumb as, dumb as a post. That's Stepford Wives. That was the crappiest oh, movie sh- I've ever oh, seen. Most of her movies are rubbish. Um, yeah. she, as soon as that Top bloody down. thing happened, a few days later, she made his big announcement I'm I'm donating ten million dollars to the foundation. Blah blah. She never did it. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. And I'm thinking, don't say I'm gonna. Just do it and shut up. If people find out about it, then they find out about it. You know, do the Kerry Packer thing. Hmm. But maybe you know, he, when he used to donate money, he used to say to them, "If you open your mouth, I'm not giving you a cent." Yeah. yeah no but... one is to know I'm giving you money. Yeah, that's fair. And enough. And that didn't come out until he died. So all you don't. That, that, so you don't think this might have worked the same way with Nicole? You don't think oh, she's a, she's yeah. done it under the table for him? Or well, then why would you announce it? If you did it under the table, shut up about it. Yeah. Okay. So she's announced it, and because it hasn't been say followed up or whatever, yeah, you so, look like an idiot. Hmm. Well, that's no good. No. That's so no good. this is why I'm a bit skeptical of Zuckerberg because he's number one. How he started Facebook has always been questionable. Ten million is a lot of money. Yeah, ten million. Yeah. Well, she got. Don't forget, she married Tom Cruise and got half of everything. Mm. The only reason she's loaded is because she married him, not because she's a bloody good actress. Yeah. Do you think, like, when she said ten, she, that later on she's gone, oh, uh oh, uh, maybe I just should have said one. Maybe she said. Maybe she meant ten million. You know, Indonesian pesos. Ten million Indonesian, which you can get from an ATM. <laughs> yes. Actually, ten ten million Indonesian is a thousand dollars. Well, I'll tell you something that she should be thinking about buying those, buying, uh, and it's something pretty cheap. And Acting something, classes? <laughs> something, yeah. Now, she's going to the, the woodwork shop for those. and uh, <laughs> Obviously not a fan. <laughs> oh, I do. I don't mind her. I like her. I, I think she's atrocious. Oh, I, I liked... Kate uh, Blanchett is a much better actress. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I, I, don't, I liked uh, Moulin Rouge. Didn't you like that? No. No? I saw you grimace when I said that. So far in the so far in the show, we've lost our Chinese viewers. We've lost our um, bloody New South Wales coast viewers. We lost um, the Hollywood viewers are now gone. Right at the <laughs> no, beginning we, of the we show, we've lost them. They're cheering in the background, going, "Oh, thank God, someone said it finally." <laughs> but anyway, uh, what I was getting at with the uh, she could spend the money on is the the new Raspberry Pi. Yeah, seven bucks. Seven dollars. How's that going? So uh, it's the cheapest one yet. How many of those can you buy for $10 million? Uh, Oh, quite a few. Now, mm. thanks to overclocking, it should be around 40% faster than the last model, uh, which was about 45 bucks, something like that, uh, 50 US, something like that. Now, this is about uh, $5 US, so it's about 7 bucks here. There's also, it, it's also got 512 mega RAM. Uh, it's got a micro SD slot. It's got a micro USB socket, or sockets, and a mini HDMI cable capable of transferring 1080p 60 video. 
It looks pretty good, doesn't it? It's got a Broadcom PCM2835 application processor, one gigahertz ARM 11 core. So it's looking, it's looking pretty good. Um, look, I know Will has bought the Raspberry Pis in the past, so and he uses them as, uh, as um, what you, uh, TV things, you know, media centers. So, uh, you know, yeah, I wonder if Will's going to invest in another one, a couple of these. For seven bucks, you can't go wrong. Look, this is all the rage. Like, there's heaps of groups. If you go up to that meetup.com, you'll probably find little groups around your area if you're interested in building and uh, using these little fellas. There are uh, there's meetups here on the Gold Coast for the Arduino boards and stuff, and you can build your own little electronic things, and they'll they'll show you how to do it and all this sort of stuff. It's, oh it's God, rel- I don't have the time. Relatively cheap. Uh, they, I know here in uh, Madrabar, just next to Rabina, they've got one that runs over the school holidays for kids. You know, and you, you buy the kids the Arduino boards and everything, and, the, and they go away and they teach them how to, to build hardware, software, slash software stuff. So it's good, good stuff. He's uh, good. He's done it good. All righty, Shane, what else? Can you see my video, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Are you circling at your end? No, no, no. I, you know, if you're sorry to in, interrupt this, we're off track here. You know, if you're on Skype, if you put your mouse over your picture, you can turn your video on and off. Oh, right. Right. I don't have that button. Oh. Yeah, it's bizarre. Mm. I've just got um, a plus button for add participants. Does that plus button do screen sharing? Yes. Maybe it's the group chat thing. Yeah, and I can, so I can turn off. Oh, no, there it is. That's it. Oh, you're off now. There you go. Okay. Is that your... Watch screen. Ooh. Is that okay. your... Is that your... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Gamer tag? For the Xbox, that dude. What is it? What is it? Looks oh, that, your that, av- that picture. Yeah, Skype avatar thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. All right, Jane, take us away. I will. Toy maker VTech leaks millions of parents' emails and child photos in the latest massive breach. <laughs> Interactive toy maker VTech has confirmed hackers have access private data, including names, email addresses, and passwords of well as well as some of the mailing addresses and download history. The company claims that no credit card uh, data was stolen, but it seems that multiple headshots of parents and children are now in the wild due to the breach. An anonymous researcher discovered the trivial exploit that allowed them to export over 4 million individual parent records and about 280,000 child records, Further, the researcher found that over 2.3 million headshots, 190 gigs worth, um, on the server. Jeez. The researcher explained that they used an SQL injection to dump the data from VTech servers uh, to the entire, uh, hang on, VTech servers, and that the entire process was trivial and could have been performed by actual hackers in the wild. This means that the breached data could be available publicly. Security researcher Troy Hunt was able to confirm that the data did come from a number of VTech customers and that it does reflect some version of the company's customer database. Further, he confirmed that, the, uh, that there were 4.8 million parent records in the dump as well as 227,000-odd child records. 
no SSL anywhere. All the communications, uh, this is the researcher, all mm. the communications are over unencrypted connections, including when passwords, um, parent details and sensitive information about kids were transmitted. The company released a statement confirming uh, that no payment details were stolen and that they humbly apologised. So, okay, so what's the answer here? Is it like, okay, so obviously you get an SSL, quick smart, but is that yep. the answer? Like, does every, oh. should every web page who collects any type of data just be SSL? That would go a long way to helping, and also it looks like that they're probably, I don't know what sort of back end that they had, but for argument's sake, say they had WordPress, mm. it would that would indicate that they're probably using not the latest and greatest version of WordPress. So yeah. it looks like there was vulnerabilities there that allowed um, the uh, the SQL injection to happen. Mm. I know I get uh, I get say attempted hacks on me uh, in the with the the web hosting server there the the say the admin control panel that I use, and sometimes I'll see a new user that's registered, and then in the address line it'll have all this SQL code. And so, yeah, they're trying to crack in for, for what, God knows, an unknown reason. But I know it just this stuff just trawls around the internet looking for openings. It's not actually targeted. But uh, but thankfully, yeah, the software I use, I just as soon as an update comes out, I'm snappy straight onto it and upload it because you don't want a situation where, you know, you've got bloody customer data just floating around all over the joint. You, you know, no good at all. But, I mean, yeah, so what do they have here? There were four, four million-odd... 4.8 million parent records. Mm. That's a lot, isn't it? That is Quite a, a lot. That is a lot. All right. So, look, moving from that on to Telstra. Oh, if you're looking for an iPhone 5S, go to Telstra. Bob's your uncle. If you don't want to shell out for the new latest and greatest 6S, why don't you go to Telstra and I'll tell you why. You can buy a... Uh, you know, this is outright. You can buy from good old Telstra an iPhone 5S when they're in <laughs> stock. An iPhone 5S, uh, the first phone to feature the ID fingerprint reader. Uh, it's a, a great camera, better than the iPhone 5. It was a, a huge surge uh, in quality based uh, over the iPhone 5. Now, it probably will update to IO, the iOS probably for another couple of years, you would think, maybe one or two years. Uh, they just hope that their off their software updates don't render it um, buggy and slow. Mm, yep. Well, look, that's the only issue with the older iPhones. I've still got my five. My five, it still goes okay. And yeah, I've got my five here as well. The four is a bit slow, but it still goes. I still know people on four. I still know people on three. Believe it or not. Oh, but, really? But not iOS nine, obviously. But oh, the, yeah, I think the yeah. three only goes up to iOS six or seven. But anyway, uh, anyway, get back to these phones. Yes, so Telstra's got them on sale for four ninety nine, sixteen gig space grey, and the equivalent in Apple, the equivalent in Apple, and I don't understand how this is possible, but the equivalent in Apple is seven forty nine. That's a great massive and that's, uh, difference. That's Aussie dollars you're talking there. Yes, yes, that's a massive difference. Yeah, look at that. Ooh, three hundred dollars. So, which would would it has funny in it seven forty nine in the Apple Store in stock four ninety nine Telstra Store out of stock. Yeah, wonder why. <laughs> but like, but is this? Do you think that is Telstra buying these phones for uh, for? Or are they know? advertising it, and they're not really. They don't really have them. You know, like bait. 
bait and switch. You go in there and go, oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, while you're here, you might as well just go. buy the iPhone 6, you know, mate, don't worry about it. But they wouldn't do that, would they? No, of course not. No, nah, they'd be in trouble. They'd have the... <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd be getting the evil eye thrown over and by whoever it is, ACCC. Oh, sure, they would they'd never do the wrong thing. Yeah, well I, I, well, I don't know. But anyway, if you're looking for an iPhone 5, go to Telstra. Uh, 5S, go to Telstra and they, you might be able to pick one up for pretty cheap. I wanna, you, you keep talking, I want to see if they're still they're available at the moment. No, well, I, I took that screenshot before. Well, I'm just going to have a look, have an update. Okay. All right, just relax. <laughs> no, nothing to see here. Okay, <laughs> what else you got there, Shane? Anything else? Uh, yeah, I have got... It's the week for, like, breaches and vulnerabilities. Mm. Uh, privacy vulnerability exposes VPN users' real IP address. A major security flaw which reveals VPN users' real IP address has been discovered by Perfect Privacy. The researchers suggest that the problem affects all VPN protocols, including IPsec, PPTP, and OpenVPN. Mm. The technique involves a port forwarding tactic whereby a hacker using the same VPN as the victim can forward traffic through to a certain port, which exposes the unsuspecting user's IP address. This issue persists even if the victim has disabled port forwarding, Port, fa- port fail, which is what it's called, affects VPN providers. So it's not actually like you know a, your own router's VPN kind mm. of that you might do at home or at a business. This is the public VPNs that people might pay to use to you know hide where they are and get access to the states, yeah, you know, media and stuff. Yeah, right. So port fail affects VPN providers that offer port forwarding and have no protection against the specific attack. The only requirement is that the attacker has port forwarding enabled on the same VPN network as its target. A phishing link or laced image file, for example, is then sent to the victim, which leads the traffic uh, to the port under the hacker's control. PPP, or PP rather, PP, discovered that five out of nine prominent VPN providers that offer port forwarding were vulnerable to the attack. The company has since notified the affected uh, before disclosing the vulnerability vulnerability publicly. Uh, to migrate the attack, PP suggests that VPN company to mitigate the attack, uh, PP suggests that companies should implement firewall rules at the VPN server level in order to block access to forward ports from real IP addresses. Hmm. That's, 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 but why can't these people use their skills for good instead of evil? No money in it. Oh, what's happened to you? What happened there? Oh, nothing. You're back now. You're all right. You does, went, it, uh, does it sound all right? Yeah, you went really loud. You nearly blew me head off. Oh, okay. I think everything's working for a change. It sounds to be. Now you're a little bit soft. You might have to just turn up a bit. Hello there. Okay, thank you. Uh, now, listen, yes. of Telstra, they've got a... I don't know if you've been looking on their website, lady. Lately, if you've lady. got your own phone. <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? Is it too loud? No, no, you're right. I thought you called me lady. No, but if you've <laughs> got your own... No, if you haven't looked at it lately, yes. lady. Uh, if you've got your own phone, yeah. for $60 a month... I know. ...unlimited I know. talk... I know. Right? ...and 10 gigabytes. I know. I, I was alerted. To this. My mum alerted me to this. And oh, your mother. She's yes. right onto it. She is because she, she, and she found She's another a tech one. Freak. Yeah, she found another one, $40 a month. 
with something like five gig and a thousand dollars worth of calls prepaid. Yes, it is. That's yeah. the other one. And Forty like, bucks, you get five gig a month and a thousand dollars worth of calls. This is the last time I'm bloody going on you a know, plan. You know, it's the old Christmas run up. Oh, it's the last time I'm going on a plan. I'm stuck playing bloody. Uh, what do you? What did you get? You're better off just getting a. Getting buying the phone outright and going. Uh, yeah, I'll have that one. Well, I know, but at the time, the the best deal was the get on a plan unlimited for whatever hundred bucks yeah. a month. See, they see the thing is when the phones get released, that's what they do. Yeah. They get rid of all their good prepaid deals. Mm. But that, but see oh. that ten gig one, it's a it's a plan, but it's just a month to month plan. Yes, right, yeah. month to month. Be you just bring your own mobile. It's just like going on a plan, but you've got your own mobile. Yeah, get out of it. Hang on, get out. Okay, good. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah you're yeah, right. Very good. You're right. Um, I just had the dog come in, and and I've got the side of the computer open as you do. She's wagging the tail, and it's wagging all inside the computer. Oh, good on <laughs> So she had to get out. Otherwise, we could have been taken straight off the air. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, so look, it looks like Telstra's got some good deals going at the moment. So get down there and have a look. Look down and have a looky. Yeah. So uh, look, as I mentioned earlier, ATH uh, web hosting, but also the uh, Aussie Tech Radio uh, 24-7 Shoutcast stream, which is just an audio stream. You come in at whatever time you come in, you just get whatever's on the on the rotund and you can have a listen. It could be anything. From uh, any show, uh, top quality shows, Australia, New Zealand, it is. So jump on AussieTechRadio.com and have a look. You can get it through things like TuneIn Radio through that app, or there's uh, instructions on the uh, website there on how to get it. But uh, get into it because it's got some. You know, there's probably there could be some shows you never would have uh, thought about listening to before, and all of a sudden you go, oh gee, I like that show. And then you can you know subscribe through iTunes, or if you've got the Bluetooth in your car, just start streaming as you're driving along, you know, you don't have to, to look for a podcast and play it and all that, that's too much of a hassle, just uh, AussieTechRadio.com, way to go. Now, oh, t- check this out, oh, Glennie, you'd love this. What are you doing? Oh, dear, Telstra prepaid, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Prepaid, so it's, you get, so the first month it's, you get the dongle as well, right? Right. But it's, for the first month, it's six gigs of data, right, yeah. including dongle, $79, but it's an in-car Wi-Fi. Plug it into your lighter. Oh, nice. How good's that? That's pretty good, isn't it? Plug it into your lighter. you got in-car Wi-Fi. Yeah, Six nice. Six weeks for the first month, and it's prepaid, so you just yeah. top it up when you run out. Can you light your cigarettes with it? Does that <laughs> heat up at the end? <laughs> heat up at the end. Hang on a minute. I'm just lighting my diary off yeah. my Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah, nice. This, this week's wow. episode is brought to you by Telstra. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Telstra, listen up. Give us some money. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so you, you, you sound like you're in the market for one of those, Eric. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, I don't know if you can drive and surf at the same time. But, yes, passengers can. Passengers can. That's right. And maybe you might, you might want to be downloading something while you're driving or you might be streaming an Audible book or downloading an Audible book while That's you're right. driving. That's or... right. And you know who will buy this? All the Uber drivers. Uber. Free Wi-Fi in the car. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good. Thinking. How many bloody Uber? How many customers do you get? If you say including free Wi-Fi, you go right. I'm using you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Take me to the shops. I just want to make sure they got milk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Now, have you ever heard of this thing, this uh, song, if you want to call it that? Uh, but it's titled Four Minutes Thirty Three. So four apostrophe. Three three. Now, no. 
by a guy, uh, an, an American experimental composer, John Cage. Now, the track goes for exactly four minutes and 33 seconds, and it is total silence. And that is yes. it. Yes, so why is, that, why is that music? So, why am I talking about total silence? Because SoundCloud has come under fire for removing a track with no audio due to copyright infringement. How is that copyright so, infringement? Someone has copyrighted nothing. Someone has, has copyrighted silence. So what I think happens is what is happening is that as, as the story goes on, there's a guy, Nick Ward, he's the CFO of a music site, Your EDM. He said that automatic copyright detection technology has reached an all-time low. Instead of paying to keep the musician's music protected, this is a quote from Nick Ward, instead of paying to help keep musicians' music protected from false copyright claims, SoundCloud took the easy way out and will remove your music just based on the title of the track, he wrote. So SoundCloud has finally turned its back on protecting their content creators in favour of saving a few extra bucks and absolving themselves of liability at the hands of the labels, major labels. So because this guy, uh, his name was DJ Detweiler, guy or girl, I don't know, but uh, this is the track that was pulled. It's a remix of a conceptual conceptual silent track. So it was a remix. A remix of nothing. Yeah. Well, I tried. I tried to look ridiculous. Look, and, and apparently it was taken down just because it was titled that four minutes thirty three. So that's what they're complaining about because they're not, say, investing in actual algorithmic software. They believe they're just because you're titled it the same as something else, you're automatically disqualified, you're gone. So I, Adele's in trouble then because her hello is the same as Lionel Richie's hello. So she's very that's big right. trouble. She's in the big, especially in the beginning. She's in massive trouble. <laughs> oh massive. yeah, she's gonna get it. There's a good, I don't know if you've seen on YouTube, but there's a good video, Adele, when she was known as Jenny or something. and Jenny from the oh, blog. No, no, where they did the impersonators, yeah. Yeah, they, they had a room full of Adele impersonators, like auditioning for a, the role of Adele. And Adele was one of the impersonators and she came in with this accent, Cockney accent or whatever. And, you know, and then uh, she, she was acting like she going, oh, I feel faint and sick. I'm pretty nervous in doing this. And she got up and sung and the, the girls were watching the other auditioners just going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, OMG. So, yeah, that's all right. Pretty good. Uh, but anyway, getting back to this silent track, look, I went to look for it because I wanted to listen to silence. You know, there's too much noise in the world. I, I wanted silence. I wanted to listen to some silence, but I couldn't find the, the that's not it. I couldn't find the um the, the actual track. I found I found the original, John Cage. There was nothing. How else. could you find it? You can't hear it. Yeah, it was on YouTube. It was just nothing. <laughs> so pathetic. But anyway. What's next? But look what's you're gonna say King Kardashian's got talent? Yes. But look, I just wanted to uh, look even just show you this because this is how this is how crazy stuff gets in this world because i look i found an audio of the of one of dj detweiler's remixes now this is was also removed from soundcloud oh, i can't i've got ads coming up on the page now this was also removed from soundcloud because obviously because it was in i can't even see because the, there's an ad over it it was entitled uh the when he uploaded it it was uh titled so Miley Cyrus, breaking, breaking wall. 
So apparently that was close enough to uh, Wrecking Ball. But let's have a listen to some of DJ Debt Wheeler's talent, shall we? And then you'll and then you'll wonder why this was ever taken down in the first place. Yeah. You guys hear that? Yes. Okay, now we'll just zip forward a bit because it's about forty seconds before we. Okay, so it starts off nice. You, you think, oh yeah? Okay, you can probably see why this gets taken down. In a couple of seconds, the remix starts. Another twenty seconds. Now tell me if you think this was worthy of a takedown. Some good work here by Det Weiler, DJ Deddy Weiler. One, two. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Whoa. It's not quality, but it's exactly the same tune, which is why it was taken down. It was it wasn't taken down because it was copyright infringement, it was taken down because it was crap. SoundCloud didn't want nothing to do with it. But anyway, that was just funny. I thought I'd listen to one of his remixes and that's all I got. That's what I get for going off off t- off on a tangent, I suppose. Okay, uh, you got any more, Shane? Oh, no, geez. I'm done. Look at the time. Thank goodness, it, it is it is time. I've got one more. Uh, we will get into this one. Las Vegas man. Everyone loves Tinder, don't they? Anyone use Tindery? I've seen. I've never actually used it, but um, Las Vegas man sues Tinder uh, for sues Tinder. Oh, sues Tinder date for genital herpes. The man who has been listed as John Doe in court papers has sued a Hollywood producer he met on Tinder who allegedly gave him genital herpes. He is seeking $10,000 compensation. So he's not a happy camper by the sounds of it. Reimbursed lawyer fees, punitive damages for claims of battery, constructive fraud, fraudulent misrepresentation, willful misconduct, intentional inflection of emotional distress and gross negligence. Whew, that produces a lot of trouble. After if you met a bird in a bar... And she had something. Who are you going to sue then? Yeah, oh, that's right. After a couple it's of just an, all Tinder is is another way of meeting people. Yeah, well, he's actually suing. He's actually suing the the girl, the lady. So after a couple of unprotected sexual encounters, he received a phone call from the woman explaining that she had a herpes breakout, which included genital blistering. Expl- okay, she might have got it from him. That's right. Or may may have may have. She but, can she can counter sue. But but interestingly, and similarly in Rhode Island's Department of Health said cases of syphilis grew by nine by seventy nine percent between two thousand thirteen and fourteen, while HIV went up thirty three and gonorrhea up by thirty percent. What's what are they so, just so throwing it about over there? <laughs> just throwing it around. They're throwing it about on Tinder. That's what they're doing. Oh, well, that's yeah. Well, Tinder's a you know Tinder's like if you went to a dirty dirty bar, that's Tinder. Yeah, well, you'd have to be, off, you know, you have to watch what you're doing, wouldn't you? Like, oh, yeah, you have to dip it in disinfectant. Yeah, look, I think if you're going to go and have, you know, unprotected sex, I think pff, that's just what that's the risk. That's the risk you run. That's the the dice you roll. That's what exactly. Happens. Like, if you don't know the person, well, that's just the dice you roll. But anyway, exactly. Regardless of where you meet them, that's right, right. And mm. if you don't, if you're not going to put on anything to stop anything from happening, then. Mm. Doesn't matter where you meet meet them, you're going to get something. 
apparently she convinced him uh, that she was clean because he was apparently a germaphobe. And so, well, well, he'd be freaking out right now, then, wouldn't he? <laughs> I know. And apparently, she convinced him that she had nothing wrong with her because she said, "Oh, look, I've got a hospital in LA named after me," and all yes, this sort of the, stuff. The communicable diseases wing. <laughs> That's right. She did. She forgot that bit. She left that bit out. <laughs> all right. Well, what a what a great note to end on. <laughs> so, uh, watch where you're putting it. That's that's the that advice. section of the podcast was brought to you by Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. oh, what's it called? Clean it. Um, what's the bloody condom company called? Chlamydia. Uh, no idea. I don't know. Uh, uh, the same yeah. as modern make sticky tape. Durex. Yeah, Durex. something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like Durex. that. Duracell. Sorry, the battery people. Duracell. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's for the other implement. That's right. I was, I was wondering where you're going with the Duracell. Like Never-ending power, you know. <laughs> the, the Duracell bunny. Oh, that's the Energizer bunny. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, look, how's the lounge? Look, lounge, I, I haven't tuned in tonight. What's going on? Uh, yeah, oh, look, they've been. you've been quite active in there, haven't you? Yeah, good stuff. All right. We'll, we might read those after the show and see what's been going on. All right, so uh, thanks, Shane, for coming in. No worries. Well, at the rate you're going, we're going to see you next week. Yeah, I'll be applying for long service leave soon. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Eric. See you next no, week as well. You're welcome, mate. No worries. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. So don't forget the Obsidian Loft and the uh, Old Fart Geeks podcast. Uh, Obsidian Loft had one out the other day at Old Fart Geeks. I'm sure there's one due pretty soon. But subscribe to them in your iTunes and you'll never miss one. All right, so until next time we meet, it's goodbye from all of us and it's goodbye from me. So till then, bye-bye.